The following is a hoop ball presentation. Man, oh man, it appears Trey and the Hawks were built for this. Yo, yo, yo! Welcome to another edition of Round Ball Ramble. I'm your host Corbin Forge. Follow me on Twitter, as I always say, at Corbin NBA. Check Hoop Ball out online on Twitter at Hoop Ball Tweets online Hoop dash ball dot com today is thursday the 24th of june we are rapidly closing in on july nba draft combine is happening down in chicago and the atlanta hawks won game one of the eastern conference finals over the milwaukee bucks 116 to 113 behind trey young's 48 points yep that's right trey young went for a playoff career 48 points remember back in february he scored in a regular season career high of 50 points against the miami heat but Trey Young had 48 points, 11 assists on a blistering 50% shooting. Uh, wasn't too good from three, only four of 13, but he made some iconic ones. Um, none bigger than third quarter where a simple left-to-right crossover lost Drew Holiday on a screen, set his feet, had a lot of time to shoot. So much time they decided to do a little Kevin Durant free throw routine with a little shimmy. Then got the shot off and nailed it. It was insane. Uh, definitely had um, Giannis and the Bucks a little perturbed by that later, as you saw in the huddle. Giannis being a little extra demonstrative, uh, including doing his own version of the shimmy to sort of emulate, hey, this is what they do and us. So that was kind of funny. Um, but that was cool. It was cool. Uh, he also had, Trey Young did, a really sick off-the-backboard pass to John Collins for a dunk. John Collins played well, y'all. Like, he is going to get that money this year. 23 points, 15 boards, 11-16 from the field, only 1-5 from three, but... I mean, he was a monster everywhere else. Clint Capella, just a beast as usual. Double-double as well. 12 points, 19 boards on 6-9 shooting. It was it was a game, just the Hawks shined. Only one who was probably not that good, I'd say Bogdan Madanovic, who was battling that knee soreness. He did play 27 minutes, in fact. Only at 4 points, so 2 assists, 3 rebounds, 3 steals on 1-6 of six shooting. Uh, Kevin Herter wasn't that great either, a 5 of 12 shooting, 1 of 6 from 3, 13 board, 13 points rather, and then Danilo Gallinari and Lou William off the bench combined for 5 for 14 shooting, 2 of 4 from 3, 12 points between the two. But, I mean, geez, the way the Hawks are playing with so much confidence, the way the Trey Young is playing just out the gate shooting and, and, and really being a threat out from all levels. You cannot play a drop scheme against him. He will burn that up. He is too good a passer for you to really think that you're going to limit him that way. And if you put size on him, it's great. But outside of Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton, you know, Ben Simmons was a lot of bad for Philadelphia, you know, last round. But he was very good defensively there. And outside of Giannis, it's not like the Bucks have, what, P.J. Tucker that's going to emulate that sort of pressure and size that could create a real issue for Trey Young. Speaking of the Bucks. A pair of 30-point games for Drew Holiday, who was hot last night, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Drew Holiday had 33 points on 56% shooting, 5 of 12 from 3, 10 assists as well. Definitely was the constant engine that kept the offense for the Bucks running all game. Giannis did chip in again with those 34 to actually lead the way. 6 of 8 from the free throw line, including two clutch ones uh, down the stretch to make it a one-point game, kind of keep the game in play. 14-25 from the field overall, 12 boards, 9 assists, almost messed around and got that triple-double. Uh, Chris Middleton, nah, he did not seem to good, generate good shots against decent uh, defense, which I thought he was kind of cooking this series so far. And he still might, but so far, 6-23 from the field, 0-9 from 3. 
hit a couple free throws, so that's all well and good. But five rebounds, four assists, 15 points looks good until you look at, one, the shooting split numbers, and then two, minus 13 on the night. Uh, in fact, the only one who was a positive in the plus-minus category was Giannis at plus four, minus 14 for Brooke Lopez on three to seven shooting, seven points, only two boards, minus 13 for Middleton, minus three for Holiday, and then P.J. Tucker, minus two. He had four points, seven rebounds, two assists. And I got to say, P.J. Tucker once in a while, especially at that short corner, shows a little bit of bounce. He had a play, I think it was in the, the second quarter, yeah, no, third quarter. He got the ball in the corner, pump faked it, left to right crossover, went down baseline, tried to reverse it, missed it, but the move was so smooth. I was like, ooh Nice move by P.J. I like when he shows a little bit off, uh, other than that, a little bit off the game, a little bit off the bounce there. Uh, off the bench, Ben Forbes, 8 points in 12 minutes. Bobby Portis, 11 points in 14 minutes, 5 of 8 shooting from the field. And then Jeff T got minutes because he's Jeff T. Also, looking at Coach Bud during the post, like um, in, in-game and post-game interviews, I see a coach who's given up. I see a coach who hasn't lost control of the team, but he's just like, yo, um, you know, we're just trying to... We're just trying to stop uh, Trey Young. You know, we're just trying to do the best we can, and um, we're going to make that happen. And adjustments? Who does adjustments? I don't do adjustments. This is not his voice. In fact, it's a horrible impersonation, but this one I did. Anyway, big game for the Hawks. Three games away from the NBA Finals. First, NBA Finals berths is like 1958 or something. Like, crazy. It has been a long, long time for the Hawks, and it's crazy if they find themselves in that position right now. I, I mean, if they win another one and they go up 2-0, I'll, I'll go exploring, like, the historical significance of that. I'm definitely not going to go and redraft the 2018 draft for, like, the umpteenth time. Not my style, and also, I mean, it's too early to tell between Trey Young, um, DeAndre, and, and Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic is the best player right now. Trey Young's had more postseason success, but last I checked, DeAndre Ayton's still in the playoffs, too. And, speaking of, this is, one, of course, Trey Young's first postseason. It's also DeAndre Aiden's postseason. They play tonight against the Clippers at 9 o'clock Eastern on um, ESPN. Suns are up two games to zero, and they will, according to Yahoo Sports, get Chris Paul back. So he'll be the perfect backup for Cameron Payne, who, again, at 29 points, 9 assists, and 0 turnovers in Game 2. Uh, the Clippers have went. They fell behind 2-0 in each of their first two series, so we'll see what happens. They did rally back to win against Dallas and Utah. Dallas in 7, Utah in 6. Uh, they're hoping that they have a home court that they found their ground on, that they can get a couple wins and flip the script in Game 3. But the fact that the Suns have Chris Paul on as well, um, this gives them a good chance to go 3-0 for a striking second-straight opponent, joining the Denver Nuggets. We'll see how that works out. Um, but so far, man, I mean... DeAndre Ayton is the difference. You know, Booker's had a good game one. Cameron Payne had a good game two. But Ayton's had a good series so far. 24 points, 14 rebounds. He's been a monster last game. He was a monster the game before that. He's been just surprisingly solid all postseason, shooting 72% from the field. The guy can't be stopped. And when you have that type of level of production, I mean, what can you do? You know what I mean? What can you do? So we'll have to see. Uh, how the Clippers respond, I'm not really sure. It's not like they're getting Kawhi back. That would be the only difference. Uh, looking for a big night from Reggie Jackson. Kind of had one of those before. Maybe some strong role play, um, role players support all around. You know, from a Terrence Mann to a Nicholas Batum. Uh, you know, you had Roger Armando hitting three-pointers, get more of that. Paul George has been doing the best he can. Missing those two free throws in game two, notwithstanding. He's just tired. The Clippers have basically played every other game. 
four, almost a month now, it feels like. Like, they're tired. And Paul George plays, you know, 40, 40 plus minutes in every game. So, the fact they missed those two, I mean, it happens. I knew the way he missed the second that he was just not, like, it wasn't even close. But I'm not holding against him because, I mean, come on, y'all. Like, get the guy some slack. Like, he's had a pretty decent postseason. You know, is he that bonafide superstar that you all those picks for type performance? I wouldn't go that far, but the guy is definitely a stud of a player. And him missing two free throws, yeah, it's unfortunate with the timing, but, I mean, they happen. It just happens. It is what it is. So, we'll see. The Clippers season's basically on the line here. They go down 3-0, it's over. Just a matter of time, matter of when. Um, if they come back and win this, then we go back to the Clippers have the Suns right where they want them and all those jokes. So, we'll see. But if DeAndre Aiden's able to play the way that he has been able to play, Devin Booker gets unlocked a little bit more because some defensive pressure is now put on Chris Paul. Chris Paul's able to, you know, keep the defense honest on the weak side as a shooter, you know, mastery in play and pulling out the bigs, you know, the pick and roll game, just being the conductor of that Suns attack. And defensively, they're as solid as they've been so far. I don't see how the Suns don't go up three games to zero. I'm not going to lie. I didn't see us now, but it's a perfect mixture of the Suns being that team, like they are that good, and the Clippers being out of gas. And that's no disrespect to them, but they're a tired team that, at this stage, and with the loss to Kawhi, aren't as good as the Phoenix Suns. That's just how I look at it right now. I mean, we'll see. If they win, am I going to go back on this a little bit? I might back paddle a little bit. I mean, Clippers aren't pushovers, but I'm just saying, like, where they are right now, it looks like it is definitely in play. That's all I got to say there. Birthdays. Only one main one, but uh, he plays for the Clippers. Happy birthday, Luke Kennard, who turns 25 Average 8 points, 2 rebounds, and just under 2 assists a game this past season. 47% from the field, 44% from 3, 83% from the line for his career. 9 points, 2 rebounds, 2 assists. So, you know, 40-plus percent 3-point shooter over his career, which includes those 3 years in Detroit and this year so far with the Clippers. Uh, He was drafted 12th overall in the 2017 NBA draft, and he's been a solid player. He's been a solid player. Notable players selected after him include Donovan Mitchell, Bam Adebayo, John Collins. John Collins at 19, by the way. Um, OJ Nobi at 23. Uh, you know, I'm going to throw in Kyle Kuzma there, too. Kyle Kuzma at 27. But, um, I mean, he was drafted, guys drafted ahead of him that probably would be behind him, you know, with the redraft. Uh, Frankie Smokes, Josh Jackson, <laughs> you know, Dennis Smith Jr., uh, Zach Collins because of injury, maybe Malik Monk. I mean, Luke Quinnard got his money. He's been a solid contributor. And the Clippers are going to need him tonight. You know, he's had a couple of games here and there. Ones where he's buried on the bench for the Clippers. Ones where he comes out and knocks out some key shots for them. And they're hoping for the latter uh, tonight against the, the Suns. And hopefully he can do some of that, you know? I definitely look forward to seeing him assume more off-ball creation. I think that he showed a lot of that in his bag in Detroit. Has not had the opportunity to do so in Los Angeles. Not for lack of opportunity. Just hasn't really done that in the spot minutes he's been given. Um, and having him as a guy who can kind of be a second uh like second side or second hand initiator, second hand. I like that. Uh, while still knocking down shots, especially the way he's done against the Sun so far with confidence, could be key for them moving forward. Especially since they do have him on that extension locked up for a while here. So, definitely something there. Happy birthday to Luke Kennard. And I'll do it here for another episode of Round Ball Ramble. Make sure to check out Hoopball Hoop Dash Ball dot com on Twitter at Hoopball Tweets. You know where to find me on Twitter at Corbin NBA. I'm Frosty, y'all. Y'all stay frosty, and I will talk to y'all tomorrow. <laughs> All right, y'all. This has been a hoop ball presentation.